Section 23 of The Art of Worldly Wisdom. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Sonrisa, Survision.org. The Art of Worldly Wisdom by Baltasar Gracian. Translated by Joseph Jacobs. Section 23. 201. They are all fools who seem so besides half the rest. Folly arose with the world, and if there be any wisdom, it is folly compared with the divine. But the greatest fool is he who thinks he is not one, and all others are. To be wise, it is not enough to seem wise, least of all to oneself. He knows who does not think that he knows, and he does not see who does not see that others see. Though all the world is full of fools, there is none that thinks himself one, or even suspects the fact. 202. Words and deeds make the perfect man. One should speak well and act honorably. The one is an excellence of the head, the other of the heart, and both arise from nobility of soul. Words are the shadows of deeds, the former are feminine, the latter masculine. It is more important to be renowned than to convey renown. Speech is easy, action hard. Actions are the stuff of life, words it's frippery. Eminent deeds endure, striking words pass away. Actions are the fruit of thought, if this is wise, they are effective. 203. Know the great men of your age. They are not many. There is one phoenix in the whole world, one great general, one perfect orator, one true philosopher in a century, a really illustrious king in several. Mediocrities are as numerous as they are worthless. Eminent greatness is rare in every respect, since it needs complete perfection, and the higher the species, the more difficult is the highest rank in it. Many have claimed the title great, like Caesar and Alexander, but in vain, for without great deeds the title is a mere breath of air. There have been few Senecas, and fame records but one Apelles. 204. Attempt easy tasks as if they were difficult, and difficult as if they were easy. In the one case that confidence may not fall asleep, in the other, that it may not be dismayed. For a thing to remain undone, nothing more is needed than to think it done. On the other hand, patient industry overcomes impossibilities. Great undertakings are not to be brooded over, lest their difficulty, when seen, causes despair. 205. Know how to play the card of contempt. It is a shrewd way of getting things you want, by affecting to depreciate them. Generally, they are not to be had when sought for, but fall into one's hands when one is not looking for them. As all mundane things are but shadows of the things eternal, they share with shadows this quality, that they flee from him who follows them, and follow him that flees from them. Contempt is, besides, the most subtle form of revenge. It is a fixed rule with the wise never to defend themselves with the pen. 
for such defense always leaves a stain and does more to glorify one's opponent than to punish his offense. It is a trick of the worthless to stand forth as opponents of great men so as to win notoriety by a roundabout way, which they would never do by the straight road of merit. There are many we would not have heard of if their eminent opponents had not taken notice of them. There is no revenge like oblivion, through which they are buried in the dust of their unworthiness. Audacious persons hope to make themselves eternally famous by setting fire to one of the wonders of the world and of the ages. The art of reproving scandal is to take no notice of it. To combat it damages our own case. Even if credited, it causes discredit and is a source of satisfaction to our opponent, for this shadow of a stain dulls the luster of our fame, even if it cannot altogether deaden it. 206. Know that there are vulgar natures everywhere, even in Corinth itself, even in the highest families. Everyone may try the experiment within his own gates. But there is also such a thing as vulgar opposition to vulgarity, which is worse. This special kind shares all the qualities of the common kind, just as bits of a broken glass. But this kind is still more pernicious. It speaks folly, blames impertinently, is a disciple of ignorance, a patron of folly, and pastmaster of scandal. You need not notice what it says, still less what it thinks. It is important to know vulgarity in order to avoid it, whether it is subjective or objective. For all, folly is vulgarity, and the vulgar consists of fools. 207. Be moderate. One has to consider the chance of a mischance. The impulses of the passions cause prudence to slip, and there is the risk of ruin. A moment of wrath or of pleasure carries you on farther than many hours of calm, and often a short diversion may put a whole life to shame. The cunning of others uses such moments of temptation to search the recesses of the mind. They use thumbscrews as are wont to test the best caution. Moderation serves as a counterplot, especially in sudden emergencies. Much thought is needed to prevent a passion taking the bit in the teeth, and he is doubly wise who is wise on horseback. He who knows the danger may with care pursue his journey. Light as a word may appear to him who throws it out, it may import much to him that hears it and ponders on it. 208. Do not die of the fool's disease. The wise generally die after they have lost their reason. Fools before they have found it. To die of the fool's disease is to die of too much thought. Some die because they think and feel too much. Others live because they do not think and feel. These are fools because they do not die of sorrow. The others because they do. A fool is he that dies of too much knowledge. Thus some die because they are too knowing, others because they are not knowing enough. Yet though many die like fools, few die fools. 209. Keep yourself free from common follies. This is a special stroke of policy. 
They are of special power because they are general, so that many who would not be led away by any individual folly cannot escape the universal failing. Among these are to be counted the common prejudice that anyone is satisfied with his fortune, however great, or unsatisfied with his intellect, however poor it is. Or again, that each, being discontented with his own lot, envies that of others. Or further, that persons of today praise the things of yesterday, and those here the things there. Everything past seems best, and everything distant is more valued. He is as great a fool that laughs at all as he that weeps at all. 210. Know how to play the card of truth. Tis dangerous, yet a good man cannot avoid speaking it. But great skill is needed here. The most expert doctors of the soul pay great attention to the means of sweetening the pill of truth. For when it deals with the destroying of illusion, it is the quintessence of bitterness. A pleasant manner has here an opportunity for a display of skill. With the same truth it can flatter one and fell another to the ground. Matters of today should be treated as if they were long past. For those who can understand, a word is sufficient, and if it does not suffice, it is a case for silence. Princes must not be cured with bitter draughts. It is therefore desirable in their case to gild the pill of disillusion. End of section 23